Look, here's the here's the thing. If you want to feel great, first stop listening to CNN. <laughs> the second thing is uh, you should try uh, something that's hundred percent drug free. The four key ingredients help your body fight inflation, and that's what causes our pain. It's relief factor. Works for me, and it puts me in a great muse, um, uh, great mood until I listen to CNN. <laughs> relieffactor.com. Go there now. Relieffactor.com. Great show on the way. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I can only hope that the left continues to move left, that the Democrats just continue to do this because it will be over. They are eating their own. The president... (laughs) Oh, this is one day. This is one of those days where anybody who voted for Trump... Thank you. Thank you. Today is a day that I say thank you. Because today is a day he is doing something that I not only agree with, I champion. We're going to start with Sanctuary Cities and Donald Trump's idea on how to take care of all those people we're just supposed to release into America. We do that beginning in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hey, Stu, you know when their Black Friday sale is happening at Blinds.com? Today. Today? Wait, wait. It's not Black Friday. Black Friday sale. It's not Black Friday. It's Monday. But it's Black Monday. But they're calling it a Black Friday sale. I don't know why, but it's today. So So don't confuse Black Friday with Black Monday. So now's the time to get the blinds. Now's the time to get the blinds. In fact, it's the last day. It started on Friday. That's why. Uh, But it ends today. Tax day. (laughs) It's a Black Monday. Last day to get 45% off of everything, plus an additional 5% off with promo code BECK. If you've been thinking about getting any kind of windows, shades, shutters, drapes, uh, blinds, anything, now is the day to do it. 15 million windows covered, 30,000 five-star customer reviews. This is the day. It ends today. 45% off everything, plus an additional 5% off. Last day today, if you use the promo code BECK, you're going to get that deal. Promo code BECK at blinds.com. 45% off everything, plus an additional 5% off with promo code BECK. It's blinds.com. Today's the last day. I'm actually in a very good mood today. How are you, Stu? I am fabulous, Glenn. Are you? Yes. Yeah, I feel good today. You I do? Feel, yeah, I do. I do. I Usually do. a dangerous thing. Well. Usually when you feel good, I have to deal with PR nightmares for the next yeah, well, six weeks. Either you say that when I feel really bad, too. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I wonder so, what we're learning here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here's the thing. Uh, Donald Trump, today is the day that uh, I love I love Donald Trump being the president of the United States because no one else would have the balls to do this. He came out and said, "Okay, so um, you won't help us out on the border. 
Um, you don't think it's a problem, but everybody else in America seems to think it's a problem, but you don't. In fact, you've got your sanctuary cities. So I tell you what we're going to do. We got all these people that you just say release into America. What we're going to do instead is we're going to transport them to your sanctuary city and we'll just drop them off in your city. Good luck with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in this because it's a, I heard it's a radical proposal. Um, I, you know, this, he's out of control. You know, at first they just said it was something that was floated and that was bad enough, but now the president's really, really considering it. How and, is this bad? And I just, I want someone to ask, what is the negative? Tell, you explain to me what the negative is. The only one I've heard is it's going to cost more, which doesn't make any sense to me at all because there's sanctuary cities around every border in America. So mm-hmm. you can just go to a close one. You don't have to go to San Francisco. That could be an option. Potentially. No, I, I hope it is an option. See, that's the thing. It's like this is being treated as a troll, right, by the president of the United States. He's mm-hmm. trolling them. And mm-hmm. the trolling part, as you pointed out, is, is great really fun. Fun. And In fact, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to up the ante. I don't think it's troll enough, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah, go ahead. But the, I got to say the trolling part of it is my least favorite part of this proposal. Mm. Listen to it. For example, <laughs> let me give let me give you my case. Uh, how is this bad for the cities? The sanctuary cities? Cuz I hear you know, all these left-wing people coming out and saying, well, we, we can't bring all these people here. We can't even care for our own. I think it was Cher. It was said, Cher. Yeah. Cher. She's like, we can't even care, care for our own here in California. You can't bring more people here. Wait well, a minute. That's our argument, <laughs> yes. stupid. Yes. I, I don't, I, like, I, do I don't you understand? I understand how they're, th- I don't understand how they actually get out and, and tie their own shoes and make it in the world. Yeah, they obviously if, have not thought these things through at all. If that is your argument, you're on the wrong side. Exactly. And it, maybe it's so fundamental to their belief that the real reason we don't want illegal immigrants here is because they're race, we're racists. Like, maybe that's what they actually believe. I've always thought that was just a dumb political tactic. Maybe that's what they actually believe. Because I, if, if you think the only reason we want people here, don't want people here is because we don't like Mexicans, well, then you're an idiot. I mean, we, 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 we're happy to bring legal Mexican immigrants into this country. Happy to do it. The, the question here is whether we can take care of people who are illegal. So if you are saying that it's bad, it's a punishment, essentially, for these mm-hmm. cities to get these illegal immigrants, you are admitting a foundational part of our argument. And if, if it's not true, well, then you're going to be happy. It's not a punishment, so you, you're right. not worried on the city side. How right. about for the immigrants? Is it bad for the immigrants? Well, you tell us all the time that the sanctuary cities are the only people treating them fairly. You tell us that the cities, that our sanctuary cities are welcoming with open arms these people and are treating them better than mm-hmm. the other places. Mm-hmm. So shouldn't it be, if we're going to be nice to illegal immigrants, or people claim, trying to claim asylum, that we should bring them to the cities that you identify as the only places they can be treated fairly in the United States? Yes, isn't that good for immigrants? Yes. So now we found it's good for cities and it's good for the immigrants. What about the border towns themselves? The border towns that are not uh, sanctuary cities. What about the cities that they're going to, these illegal immigrants or asylum 
seekers are going to now that are not sanctuary cities. The people who do want to enforce our immigration laws and are instead forced to take thousands and thousands of illegal immigrants that they aren't welcoming with open arms. Is it fair to them? No, it's not fair to them. And it's not fair to the immigrants either. These undocumented immigrants, because these are dangerous cities for them because they're not welcomed like they are with open arms in places like San Francisco and Los Angeles and New York and and even Austin, Texas. You, you know, you're you're you've got open arms. You're saying come here. What is the point of of saying you're a sanctuary city? Because you're saying open arms. Hey, this is the place. If you're looking for sanctuary, nobody ever, you know, uh Esmeralda didn't run into the house of the hunchback. You know, because she's like, hey, I want some soda. Does anybody have any soda in here? No, she cried sanctuary. You can't touch me. You can't take me out of here. You can't do anything. I'm safe here. That's why you have a sanctuary city. You're safe there. Every place it's not a sanctuary city, it's very unsafe. And as we've learned, nobody wants to feel unsafe. That's a safe zone for you. So you, we don't want to just let them come over to places that are not safe. Exactly. The feelings are an important part of this, I think. Yes. And again, like, I think this can come off as a troll. But in reality, no, 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 no. If, it, if it is like these these cities are saying we have the resources to deal with these people. We have the re- we, we have the open arms to mm-hmm. deal with it. We have the type of people who will accept illegal immigrants. Mm-hmm. You guys don't. Mm-hmm. We're better than you. Mm-hmm. We've decided to violate federal law mm-hmm. to signal our virtue mm-hmm. on this issue. Mm-hmm. We should reward mm-hmm. that behavior. Mm-hmm. I agree with you 110 percent. And the only thing in the article initially and mm-hmm. since the only thing they can come up with those two things. One is uh, it's going to cost more. Mm. Uh, We don't have the money for this. Hey, hey, it's the right thing to do. Do (laughs) not put a price on the right thing to do. But you do have to put, as I would argue in many other cases, as would you, that Congress has the power of the purse and there has to be money associated with these types of things. You can't just create money. You can't just print money to do this, right? So I... Now, look, the government doesn't care about this, but I do. Uh, There are so many... Stu, mm-hmm. how dare you? This, what will it cost us not to do this? <laughs> See, again, you're just trolling. No, I'm saying I'm, this is a no, legitimate proposal. I, I say, <laughs> let's take them up on their, their offer. offer. Sure, I understand that. But like, they're like, so I'm listening to. By a the report. way, I don't want to just troll. In a minute, I'm going to tell you how I mm-hmm. want this actually executed. I don't want to just troll. I, I ser- sincerely want this to happen. I, I am with you yeah. on this. I, I mean, this is I actually will help a really out. good idea. You know what? Mm-hmm. Uh, this program, I believe, if they say there's no money for buses, I believe this audience will <laughs> raise the money. <laughs> To bus these people well, to sanctuary cities. It's funny. I had the same thought of like, okay, well, they're on a bus. They'll be on the bus a little bit longer. Will there be more associated cost? I guess. But first of all, there are close by. They keep talking about San Francisco. That would take a long time. But Glenn, according to at least ABC News, they're not. They're flying people to these cities. They're taking. They're in planes at $7,000 an hour. That they're flying people to these cities. And they're like, well, if they have to fly them a little bit longer, it'll cost more. 
flying them? How is that even a thought? <laughs> like, I, if they're going to Indiana, mm-hmm. they can get on a Greyhound bus mm-hmm. and go to Indiana mm-hmm. if that's where they're supposed mm-hmm. to be sent. And that's the other I, thing I, here is that... Greyhound they, bus? I say we just get some <laughs> yellow school buses. Whatever. The yeah. point, though, is that the the idea that if we can't hold them in our facilities, which, mm-hmm. by the way, Republicans mm-hmm. have asked for additional facilities mm-hmm. have been rejected mm-hmm. by Democrats. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. important to mm-hmm. remember. Mm-hmm. So if you can't, mm-hmm. you have to put them somewhere inside the United States. Mm-hmm. Why mm-hmm. would you not give them mm-hmm. to the people who say they want them? Exactly right. That is a good exactly option. Exactly right. And you can do it, by the way. There are border towns. There are places all across the border that, ha- that are sanctuary cities. Preach it, You brother. don't have to go to San Francisco or mm-hmm. somewhere in Alaska. Yes. You can bring them to the closest Amen. one and certainly Amen. save money Amen. over flights with a bus. Preach it. Now, may I tell you how I would like to see this unfold? I would love to hear it because I'm in. I'm in. I will do that in one minute. Our sponsor this half hour is Field of Greens. You know, as uh, Glenn, America's greatest father, uh, I have. Thank you. uh, Me? Oh, no. I'm sorry. I was talking about myself. Oh, George Washington. No, not, not the father of our country, oh. which you could also, after that last proposal, I think we could both be considered fa- yes, I think uh, fathers so. I of think our so. country. Yes, I think so. Yes. But my kids, like, uh, for breakfast, they're big into uh, oatmeal and yogurt and mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and broccoli. They love having broccoli and uh, kale. <laughs> no. And uh, all I'm... sorts of their, actually, they love their fruits and vegetables for breakfast. Mm-hmm. They don't know that they love them because of Field of Greens. Really? You see, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. A little oatmeal. You just mix in a little field of greens in there when you're preparing it. They have no idea. Mm. And now I don't have to hear them whining when I put it on their plate and they say, I don't want to eat that. Oh, really? Well, you've already eaten it. You don't even know. And that's the thing. That's how smart parents think. Okay? Really? You manipulate. So smart parents are <laughs> manipulating, brainwashing, uh-huh. and tricking. Yes. Well, how do you think I got them to be Eagles fans? Exactly I've right. I've worked very hard at this. Uh, <laughs> Field of Greens is made of real USDA organic fruits and vegetables and yep. helps boost your immunity, Amen. Uh, which is nice, especially with kids, because they come home, you know, they drag oh. home from school. God only knows what they're dragging Keep home. Keep your snot in your nose. <laughs> uh, they got antioxidants, uh, prebiotics, probiotics, and once you've uh, made part of because this is my part of my daily routine but also my kids and they don't even know it and you will get great results from this plus you'll be doing all the things your mom told you to do a million years ago have you and ever, you never did have you ever thought of a world without kleenex i i mean it, it's, it's a difficult one yes it is a difficult I mean, one i will how say how many people walked around with just like like kids with yes crusty no i know i, 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 I got it I that's got it. the way that's the way uh, that's the way Jon Snow looked like. I mean, in real life, uh-huh. Jon Snow had crusty <laughs> snot right. on his cheeks. I don't want to think about this anymore. I'm telling you that's what happened. All right, Brickhouse Nutrition is the company <laughs> that makes this and makes your kid not come home like that. All right. Uh, BrickhouseGlenn.com is the place to go. You get 15% off with Could the offer get to code. It? I've got a very important... Can I finish? Let me at least give the number here. 833-RING-BHN for Brickhouse Nutrition. BHN. 833-RING-BHN, 100% satisfaction guaranteed, or your money back. You got nothing to lose. BrickhouseGlenn.com or 833-RING-BHN. We break for 10 seconds, station ID. Now, I only give this idea to you 
because I think Donald Trump is the only man that would ever consider doing it. And I think he would love it. Which makes me very excited. (laughs) So, Stu, what are you proposing? We just take these people onto a tarmac, put them onto a plane, and send them someplace, or just have them go to the Greyhound bus stop and then ship them off to wherever? Well, I mean... That's the, I mean, we're doing that anyway. The question is, where is the wherever? Okay. Do you remember the Berlin airlift? Well, yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah. What was the Berlin airlift? People were starving over in sure. Eastern Germany. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and what happened? Just brought them to safety. Right? Brought them no, to- no, 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 no. We, no. No. The Berlin airlift, we take, this is right after World War II, and the Soviets have East Germany. Mm-hmm. We have West Germany. Mm-hmm. They won't let anybody come over, and you know, and, and they have no food, and they're starving, and we've got lots. And so we say, you know what? They won't let us supply any food. Let's just airdrop it. Okay? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. okay. And yeah, we yeah, made yeah. a big deal mm-hmm. out of it. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, hey, we're just going to quietly in the night just, you know. Airdrop. No, it was a big deal. Yes, okay. Big yeah. deal. Yeah. So here's what I would like. I would like a fleet of school buses. Just, I mean, every district must, (laughs) on executive order, must send at least two school buses uh, down to to the border. And um, we have a central area where everybody is getting into school buses. Mm -hmm. The president arrives on Air Force One. Then the president gets into the beast along with his, you know, 25-car caravan, and they lead the parade. And so Trump comes in Mm -hmm. leading all of these school buses into Los Angeles, and he just pops out of the car, and he's like, Los Angeles, finally, a sanctuary, a sanctuary city, where everyone can feel safe. These 500 buses are full of citizens that are yearning to breathe free. They are the poor, the tired, the, the wretched refuse from distant shores. And they are now all here for you. Mm. And then he gets back into the secure vehicle and they open up all of the bus doors and they just let them, they say, free, you're free, fly, fly, little birdies, you're free. Mm-hmm. Then they go to the next city. And the president, maybe we have a marching band. Maybe we have, maybe we have sky riding. They're here, free. And I think the president needs to go from city to city, dropping these people off. <laughs> a tour. Yeah, this could be part of the. Uh I like it. It could be a very big campaign. Then Mm -hmm. he he leaves the sanctuary city where he should be very popular because he's helping them. Yeah, he'll probably win California after this. Of course he would. would, They they would be saying, oh my gosh, finally we have some immigrants that we love. We love the illegals here. We will, our, uh, well, I was going to say, you know, our restaurants will be cheaper, but they won't be cheaper because everybody gets $15 an hour. And so there'll be plenty of labor to do all of the things that Americans just won't do in those sanctuary cities. There'll be there'll be 
all kinds of great things happening. I'd say it's a blessing in disguise, but I don't see how they could it could be disguised. They've been asking for these things to happen for They've such a long time. They've been telling us how great it is. Yeah. So I think the president needs to go. I'm, I literally mean, maybe not the Skyriders, <laughs> I literally mean the president should be there when the buses roll in. And he should say, and you're welcome. And, and think- then just fly away to the next sanctuary, sanctuary city where the buses are rolling in. And he can say, and you're welcome. Now, if you would like this to stop, which I don't understand, <laughs> because you love this in sanctuary cities. This is what you've been asking for. Mm-hmm. So you're welcome. But here's my phone number. I'm going to give one of these guys my card. You call me up if you're in the city and just let me know if you'd like this to stop because I can get more buses with more illegally undocumented heroes. And there's so many dreamers from all over the world. And we'd like you to have them. And if you'd like it to stop, let me know. And I think they should all be given, you know, literature for the bus ride that just highlights all of the statements from the mayors of these cities saying Mm -hmm. how much they're welcome Mm -hmm. and how other places are hateful and you should never leave because other places will will be uh, will be will they'll put you in the shadows. So unlike places like San Francisco and Chicago. So here's what I'd like you to do today. I would like you, if you live in a sanctuary city or near a sanctuary city, I would like you to go look up the words of your mayor or the mayors around or the governors or anybody else that has said, sanctuary cities, you're welcome here. We want you here. I want you to look up all of those words, attach them to, please, the name of the mayor and the town. I think we need to nominate some of these great sanctuary cities. Who loves these guys more than anybody else? Do we have time for the Chicago mayor? Should we do it after the break, Sarah? We'll do it after the break. We have uh, already the Chicago mayor-elect who has some commentary on this very issue, and I think would be very He's welcoming, helpful. right? Uh, she is, yes. Oh, she? I mean, obviously, you're a hate-mongering uh, misogynist, she? so when you would think we, it was a male. When did we allow women to be mayors? <laughs> Apparently, it's still happening. We need oh to amend that constitution, you know don't we? will be doctors. <laughs> you're listening to a terrible Glenn news for you, Black. They're <laughs> astronauts. My goodness. All right. Our sponsor this half hour... Uh, We want to talk to you a little bit about cybersecurity and LifeLock. LifeLock will detect a wide range of identity threats like your social security number on sale for the dark web. You know, the dark web, eh, it's not so dark. I mean, if you don't mind murder, you know, and and or if you do like murder, you can buy it there. You can buy hitmen. Why do that when you can just go to your closest sanctuary city sometime soon? Ah, yes. It's available labor. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, here's the thing. Uh, right now, your records are circulating uh, all over. There's not even a question of if this has already happened to you. It's 
It's going to happen. It's already out. Now, whether they have sold it to the right person that is is, uh, going to do something about it yet, I don't know. But LifeLock does. They can can uncover the threats that you might miss on your own. Now, nobody can prevent all identity threats or monitor all transactions at all business. But right now, LifeLock will give you 10% off your first year by using the promo code BECK. 800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Promo code BECK. We got a big show on Joe Biden tonight. Uh, Part two of the expose. You got to check it out. Uh, Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. You know what's great about today? The Glenn Beck program has Mr. Pat Gray on. Hello, Pat. How are you? Hello, Glenn. So isn't that great? It's great. It is great. It is great. It is great. And you know what's Mm -hmm. so great about not only the Glenn Beck program having Pat Gray on, Mm -hmm. we also have Stu here and we're going to talk about how we can make these sanctuary cities very happy. Right. And that's very happy. I'm all about that. <laughs> I, I am, am all about it, too. I think they're going to be thrilled. I know oh uh, Mayor-elect Lori Lightfoot of Chicago <laughs> is going to be incredibly Gordon's happy. Gordon's mom, Gordon's sister. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Half-sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, this is <laughs> Lori uh, talking about what she wants to do with Chicago and illegal immigrants. Listen. I don't think that we should take the bait every time the president puts out a provocative tweet. What I think we need to do is make sure that we are being very clear and speaking our values. We are a city that is a sanctuary city. We have immigrants from all over the world who call Chicago their home. They'll continue to do that, and we're going to continue to make sure that this is truly a welcoming community for those immigrants, and we want mm-hmm. them to come uh, to the city Amen. of Chicago. Lori, hallelujah, Lori, as you just said, we're a sanctuary city. What happened to your voice? What's going on? What's going on? As Lori just said, they're a sanctuary city, and they are they want they want the immigrants from all over the world. I mean, is she lying? Mm -hmm. She said they want to be a truly welcoming community. Right? Wonderful. I think we start in Chicago, and here's the great thing, America. This sounds like a bit. This sounds like something we would have said 15 years ago, and there was no chance of this happening. I think this president will do it. That's what I love about this. He would. He would. He would do this. He would. He's got a twitchy eye. He (laughs) He is. He is. It's why he was elected. Horse in a hospital. It's why he was elected. (laughs) It really is. It is. It is. We wondered the whole time. We know now. This is why he was elected, because yeah. he would do something like this. Yeah. Well, he, it was his plan to ship them to sanctuary cities, which I thought, that's that's genius. George W. Bush would never have done that. No president would have ever done that. Now, never. listen, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It won't work unless it's a production. It will not work yeah. unless... You have plane loads arriving all at the same time. Planes, buses. Yeah, you've got to have. It has to be an overwhelming Mm -hmm. city. And I think an overwhelming scene for one city. And I think you do it to one city and they stop. So it'd be so hard to pick, though, because you got Chicago Chicago, mouthing off. Wait, wait, wait. Chicago is where it started. Remember last Mm -hmm. week we showed you that the sanctuary city movement started in Chicago. Oh, that was the first one? We drop them off. We drop them off at that church. At that exact address where 19 uh, charitable organizations mysteriously have their home uh, uh, base. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, I I think that that makes sense. Chicago's the one. The only thing about Chicago is there, because, I mean, there's a part of this, again, that's a troll, right? Where, and that's what everyone's talking about. 
in that it probably is the type of thing that you want to make a big production about and let everybody know. Chicago is a big enough city that it is it can absorb, it can absorb a lot that. more. That, and I, that may be why they were looking at small and mid-sized cities rather than large ones. Along those lines is Cambridge, Mass. Their mayor just talked about this over the weekend. Uh, Mark McGovern of Cambridge said, I'm proud Cambridge is a sanctuary city. Trump is a schoolyard bully who tries to intimidate and threaten people. I'm not intimidated. Oh, and if great. asylum seekers find their way to Cambridge... We'll welcome them. I'd love to put that to the test. Oh, Will that's ya? a great one. Here's yeah. 78,000 from the last month. Good luck. Yeah, I, I think, too, the other thing I'd about that is, is I like the idea of targeting not a city like Chicago that is absolutely struggling and can't even do things for themselves. Pick pick a nice, rich community. Cambridge. Cambridge, Massachusetts is a fantastic one. They got plenty of money. Is the average salary. Oh, yeah. This is yeah. like you're talking about. This is the wealthiest nation on earth, Pat. Of course, we right. can help these immigrants. Absolutely, and this is one of the wealthiest cities in mm-hmm. the wealthiest nation on MIT Earth. MIT is there. MIT will probably Harvard. open the doors just and just admit them into college. <laughs> That's what I think is going to happen. You don't even have to qualify. Free college tuition at Harvard. I think Harvard, mm. if they overwhelmed the city in any way, I think Harvard would open their gym doors. Yeah, and oh, st- yeah, have them housed there. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? Because yeah, they're yeah. really nice. Well, they're- and they've got an endowment. I don't know if you're aware of $39 billion, $39.5 billion. Now, they could take every single one of these illegals and give them free college education for the next 50 years with that tuition, probably. Just apply it to educating illegals who come to Cambridge to live in your sanctuary city. I think that'd be awesome. I love this. And you know what's going to happen in Cambridge? As we've been told over and over again, the crime rates are going to fall. (laughs) They're going to drop through the floor because, as we know, immigrants' crime rates are lower lower than than citizens. Here's the the thing. Truth is no longer verifiable. We've taken the search for truth and disconnected it from all kinds of science and reason. Right. Mm -hmm. Truth just becomes something that someone says and then someone else equally as important or more important repeats it. And then after so many people repeat it, it becomes true. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the the we know if sanctuary cities had more people coming into them, the crime rate would, of course, fall. Mm -hmm. Okay, And so they tell us. Right. So let's. Just put it to the test. Pat Gray, are you willing to say you were wrong if indeed we put 78,000 people in Cambridge and the crime rate does indeed fall? (laughs) Are you willing to say you were wrong? Yes. Are you willing, Stu? I think I am. I am, Mm -hmm. too. If 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 all of a sudden Cambridge just becomes this paradise. Okay. Okay, we were mm-hmm. wrong. Mm-hmm. 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 If, if property values go up, crime goes down, salaries go up, employment is better. Uh, I'll happily admit I was wrong. I was wrong. Yeah, it was. I was wrong. I'll change. Worked out really I'll well. I'll change sides. Yeah, I'll change sides on this, but don't think it's going to happen. But you do now. Put your money. Put your town. Put your neighborhood. Put your tax dollars. Where your big fat mouth is. Because you forced us 
to do it. <laughs> you forced us to do it. We are all putting our tax dollars into something we don't believe in. We're forced to do it. If we live near a sanctuary city, if we if we have if we live, God forbid, near the border, we're all suffering from it. You in Cambridge, no, not so much. Well, it's seven point six percent Hispanic there, mm. and and uh, about seventy percent white there. Oh my so, gosh! You know what the problem is? There's too much diversity. You know, no, the problem is they don't have enough diversity. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Let's, let's Irving, Texas is 25, 25, 25. Mm-hmm. Let's take a bunch of people who don't speak English, mm-hmm. that have no intention of becoming an American, that just want their culture, mm-hmm. and let's drop them in Cambridge. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if anyone in Cambridge would start to say... Oh, this place, this place has become It's just crazy. getting better. It's what the, Isn't that what they'll say? Of course they will. <laughs> they will. But I'm, they I'm, will. I'm wondering if anyone <laughs> would say, Jesus, it's like we're losing what we were. You know what a lot of people do on Certainly vacation, not. Glenn? Right. When you had a nice vacation with a family, you want to enjoy mm-hmm. the great outdoors with your family, you go camping. Well, they would love a tent city in Cambridge. I think they would love a bunch of tents popping up all over the city for people to live. Where you don't even have to go out of the city for camping. That's, imagine it's that. It's right it's there. It's right there for you. And you know, you're talking about <laughs> camping. Another place to do it is is Portland, Oregon. Oh, That's people true. love that. Yeah, people mm-hmm. love the camping Yeah, I mean, those guys, mm-hmm. the, those guys, you want to talk about hearts. They camped out for those, a long time there. Yeah, and they've got big, 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 big hearts in Portland, Oregon. They mm-hmm. would love to take care of, you know. Well, they would. They tried 000. to shut down ice completely. Right. So we should send we should send them there, uh, like and uh, and uh, and because they've got big hearts, they can take <laughs> care of everything. Uh, the city is totally in control. Let's just drop a hundred thousand people into their population. See what happens. I mean, maybe, maybe we could even give. You know what? The left is so pro-choice. They always are. We can give the the each illegal illegal immigrant a choice. Do you want to go to city A that the mayor says this or city B where the mayor says this? And we can have them put them side by side and say, which one would you rather go to? And you know what? I bet a lot of them are going to pick the place that says specifically that they're a welcoming we community to illegal immigrants. Mm-hmm. The people who say that, you know, we bring them here. We want them here. Yeah. One city mm-hmm. is fighting to abolish ICE. One city will not work with federal enforcement. Mm-hmm. One city will not arrest you. One city will not ask you any questions at all. Mm-hmm. And if you are stopped with drunk driving, don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry. We about all it. have a few on the way home from work. That's, all, right. that's the way it works. Well, that's right. <laughs> not, not American citizens because they go to jail. Well, yeah. But, yes, yeah but, but if you're not from here, then it's fine. Yeah. Eh, we'll just let you go. Right. I mean, what do you think? We're talking about hate mongers? No. We okay. Can't be. Yeah. No. So you have that or you have a DWI. You're not only in jail, then you're deported. Mm-hmm. And that's the, not fair. And the mayor and the city and the police and everybody else, they're all committed. In fact, they look at ICE as a partnership. Which city do you want to go to? Oh, my goodness. You're, I'm going to Portland. Oh, it's all about. You're all about or Portland. Cambridge. You're about Cambridge. You're about Chicago. Los Angeles. And these are good good places to go. Here's Chicago started the movement, right? They started the Sanctuary City movement. They started the caravan movement. 
Uh, San Francisco's got uh, Nancy Pelosi's district right there, and we know she loves them. What if you just drop them off at Nancy Pelosi's house? Certainly she'd be excited about that, wouldn't she? She'd love that. Well, there's a giant wall around her house, though. Oh, shoot. The walls don't work. They're, in fact, they're you watch, immoral. they won't work in this case, because uh, if they want to get out, they'll get over that wall if they want to. I'm telling you, warning, America, warning. I, you know, I've kind of I've kind of come to a place in the last uh, year where I've realized, eh, you know what? My job is not to provide answers. It's really not because I got none. My job is to warn you. That's my yeah. job. I'm, I'm on the gate. I can see a little bit over the horizon. My job is just to warn you. So listen to my warning. Heat it. Don't heat it. My hands are clean. I'm warning you now. There is going to be such a struggle on our border that the western half of America, at some point, you will have farmers, ranchers being slaughtered, and you will have people claiming this is their land and no longer part of the United States. It was stolen from them, and they want it. Warning. If you continue going down this road... That is what will happen. These are not just all wonderful people that are coming over. You don't know. Would you say everyone in Seattle is a wonderful person? Pick the whitest white city in, in the U.S., whatever that city is. Would you say everybody in that city is great? Of course not. Of course not. Of course not. You are letting hundreds of thousands of people in. You have no idea who any of them are. It's ridiculous to think that some do not have ill intent, are not running from the law, and not because they were just persecuted. It's ridiculous to think otherwise. Warning. All right. Blinds.com. Hey, Stu, have you heard they're having a sale? Yes. Today. It's, it's a big day. Today Today's the, the day. day. Mm-hmm. Today's the day. Now, it started on Black Friday, on this Friday, this last Friday, and it's going through today, Black Monday. Why is it Black Monday, Stu? Uh, why is it Black Monday? I don't know the answer it's to that question. Day. Okay. Yeah. It's well, it's certainly, day. It is a Black Monday this year. Now, here's the thing. Uh, you actually, according to the New York Times, yes, Virginia you did actually get a tax cut. Oh, we got to get into that today. Oh, even the New York Times is admitting it today. Anyway, uh, their Black Friday sale is happening today. It's 45% off everything plus an additional 5% off if you use the promo code BECK. That's today is the last day. So whether you're thinking about new blind shades, shutters, drapes, whatever it is, today is the day. 45% off, 100% satisfaction guarantee, plus an additional 5% off. That means half off everything today, only at blinds.com. That's blinds.com, promo code BECK. Tonight at uh, 5 o'clock, only on Blaze TV, we have part two of uh, Joe Biden and uh, his family affair. He takes care of the family business. You know what I'm saying? Last week, we told you about Ukraine. I'm going to go over that information here on radio here in just a few minutes. Uh, And then tonight at five o'clock, we'll show you uh, another one of the big scandals. And that is in China. And this one, it makes the Ukraine look like 
small potatoes. It really does. What's happening with China and the corruption with Joe Biden is a little staggering. And we'll give that to you coming up. He is the most corrupt uh, vice president we have ever had. And remember, I mean, we had the impeachment of, uh, what was it, Andrew Johnson um, after Lincoln. He was Lincoln's vice president, and, and he became president, and he was just awful. Um, yeah, there's been some ba- bad ones. Yeah, I there's mean, been some real bad Spiro Agnew yeah, Spiro. comes to mind. Yeah, Spiro Agnew. You know, not necessarily the best. Yeah. Uh, this is the worst, uh, and we'll show you tonight at 5 o'clock, only on the Blaze TV. Make sure you join us blaze tv.com slash glenn if you use the promo code glenn you're going to save uh ten dollars off of your yearly subscription it is promo code glenn blaze tv.com slash glenn this is on the internet i go to the internet for this you go to the interwebs okay so you go to the interwebs and you type in blaze tv no no www dot and that's a period that's not dot blaze tv.com slash glenn promo code is glenn okay the good thing is he doesn't have home title lock. No, it's his but fault. He's got a jacket. Uh, the green jacket does not pr- protect you against home title fraud, no. sadly. Nope, that's what I found out last <laughs> night. All right. Uh, you need somebody to watch over your home and your title. This is a very easy crime and the fastest growing crime in America. You need home title lock. HomeTitleLock.com. You get a $100 search for free when you sign up. Boy, is Tiger Woods going to be surprised when he signs up. Uh, HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Bernie Sanders and uh, his scandal-rid career. Next. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. There is a civil war happening inside the Democratic Party, and not a lot of people are willing to talk about it. It's strange. It came, it came out on 60 Minutes last night with Nancy Pelosi, where Nancy is saying AOC's coalition is only about five people. Boy, the gloves are coming off. What does that mean? And which side is going to win? And if it's if it is the standard old school progressive side, what's interesting is that probably will mean that Joe Biden would be the presidential nominee. But there's a problem with Joe Biden. He is riddled with corruption with his family. We'll show you the facts in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Okay, you want to win a gun? Oh, what was the guy who came in from California yesterday that said he's going to take away all the guns? Eric Eric Swalwell. Swalwell. Mm -hmm. Sorry, no president could be named Swalwell. That's not allowed. No. It sounds like a disease, doesn't it? Oh, my God. I I have a terrible case of Swalwell. Oh, my God. Swollen Swalwells are really... <laughs> it does sound like kind of a... Yeah. It does, doesn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, um, he said yesterday that uh, the um, the Second Amendment is, is not an absolute right, and uh, he is going to ban all semi-automatic weapons. And uh, Jake Tapper, you say whatever you want about Jake Tapper, but Jake Tapper is the only one asking these questions of anybody. Uh, and he said, so does that mean, what are you going to do with those people who won't turn them in? Are they going to go to jail? And the answer was yes. Should be interesting. <laughs> you think the border is an issue? 
Can you imagine if they started putting in jail the millions of law-abiding citizens who have their guns legally and have a constitutional right to have them? There's only about 400 million guns. No, that's going to go well. That whole process, what a a wonderful thing. Anyway, would you like to win a gun? Don't have a gun? You could win one right now from the USCCA. They're giving you 19 chances to win a uh, a brand-new gun. It's a high-tech polymer frame. It makes it lightweight for a comfortable conceal. It is highly customizable. It is renowned for being durable, rugged, and reliable. Uh, it has a uh, 15 plus one round capacity for this gun. So you'll never be left high and dry at the range or, God forbid, if you ever need one in a self-defense situation. Want to see the gun? Just text Beck, B-E-C-K, Eight seven two 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 right now to reveal so the guns. Text you're texting Beck to to eight seven two two two. What it. did I say? Text Beck to eight seven two two two. You'll reveal the will reveal the gun, and you'll also be locked in for your nineteen chances to win a brand new gun. It's quick. It's simple. One hundred percent free. The giveaway ends this Friday. So text the word text the word Beck B E C K eight seven two two. No, hold on. Text the word back to two to the number yeah eight seven two two two. So the number is eight seven two two two. That's what you're texting it to. Right, I know that. Use the the name back. You said it about five different ways. So I just thought I I thought you text back. Yes, to the number eight seven two two two. Who doesn't know this? Right now, you can get the official rules. You'll get the you'll lock in your nineteen entries. Before Friday, or before I just start punching Stu. I'm trying to help. 87222 is the number that you text the word Beck to. Now there's an extra two. <laughs> All right. Last week, I took you through several examples of the way Joe Biden apparently helps his close family members secure amazing business deals while he was vice president. One of those instances involved Joe Biden's younger brother, James, becoming an executive of a new construction company, even though he had absolutely no experience in construction whatsoever. Six months after he joined the company, it scored a $1.5 billion contract to build 100,000 homes in war-torn Iraq. What are the odds? Here's a construction company that hires somebody as an advisor who has zero, and let me say it again, zero construction experience. And just a few minutes, uh, just a few months later, he is so good with his advice that that company gets a $1.5 billion contract from the United States government, which his brother is the vice president of. What are the odds? It's a miracle. Even the president of the company said to investors, it kind of helps to have the brother of the vice president as a partner. Oh, well, this isn't everything that's wrong with capitalism, is it? If you think it's good to be the vice president's brother, it's even better to be his son. On last Thursday's TV show, I did a major chalkboard explaining how Joe Biden's son, Hunter, came on the board of Ukraine's largest private natural gas company. Now, wait a minute. 
Wait a minute. Did Hunter have lots and lots of experience to be on the board of a gas company in the Ukraine? Well, he had as much experience as his uncle did in construction. Zero. Tonight on TV, I'm going back to the chalkboard for part two of Joe Biden's profile. And as bad as the Biden's activity was in Ukraine, it is the tip of the iceberg when you see the deals that have been struck in China. Now, to give you just a a quick hint, and this isn't even a preview about how plugged in they are in China. I want to give you a separate story that we don't even have time to get into tonight. This should tell you how big tonight's episode is when this is a scrap that we couldn't even get. We had to leave this one on the edit floor. Chinese oil tycoon Yi Jiaming worked overtime to get meetings with his top movers and shakers in the U.S. government. His efforts included. Well, you just tell me, Stu, you're you're just a you're just a businessman. Mm -hmm. You want to do business with the United States. What do you have to do to get a meeting with like the vice president? What do you think you have to do if if the vice president under Obama, what do you have to do? You just message him on LinkedIn, message him on LinkedIn. That's mm-hmm. a good one. That's, That's a, good a good start. One. Mm-hmm. Send in your resume. Show how much of a mover and shaker you are. Got to be you a know, big deal. Yeah. Be yeah. a big deal. Get, have some merit behind that. Or you could donate $100,000 to the Clinton Foundation. Hmm. That's always another path, isn't it? It seems now, to be a path to so many things. Right. I mean, it was almost a rite of passage for any foreigners that wanted access to anybody in the Obama administration. But it's it's weird because those are separate. Right? Right, right. Of course. Okay. 2015, Mr. Yi worked on uh, trying to connect with the Biden family. But by that point, as you will see tonight... Hunter Biden's company was uh, deeply involved with Chinese businesses. At first, one of Mr. Yi's top lieutenants, a guy named Patrick Ho, met with Hunter Biden in Washington, D.C. That led Mr. Yi himself meeting with Hunter at a Miami hotel in 2017. At that meeting, Mr. Yi proposed partnering with Hunter Biden's firm to invest in U.S. infrastructure and energy. Well, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Then in November of 2017, Joe Biden's brother, James, was in the hotel lobby when he got a random call from Patrick Ho. Now, this, remember, is Mr. Mr. Yee's top lieutenant. Ho was in deep trouble and told the vice president's brother that he was looking for a lawyer. Federal agents had arrested Ho in New York on allegations that he bribed African officials in Chad and Uganda for access to oil fields. Bribery? Wait a minute. That's awful. Uh, an awful lot like what was happening with the gas in the Ukraine. During Ho's trial, prosecutors showed that Mr. Yi's company had a side gig. Not only bribery, but he also was an arms dealer. (laughs) Ho was ultimately convicted of conspiracy, attempted bribery, and money laundering. His boss, Mr. Yi, is now in Chinese custody 
at an undisclosed location. Now, perhaps the weirdest and most cryptic part of this whole episode is what James Biden told the New York Times when they interviewed him about that phone call from Patrick Ho. Listen carefully. James Biden said he was surprised by the call and believed that Ho had intended to reach Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's son. So he gave him Hunter's contact information. And then Joe, then Joe's brother, James, said this, quote, there's nothing else I have to say. I don't want to be dragged into this anymore. End quote. Dragged? Dragged into what? Who's dragging Joe Biden's brother into something nefarious? Presumably, the deep web of Chinese business connections that Joe Biden facilitated for his son while he was vice president might be something that his brother does not want to be dragged into. Probably the most disturbing aspects of the Chinese deals are the national security implications. Tonight, I will show you the partnerships that have been formed in China. I explain all of it on tonight's Glenn Beck program, only on Blaze TV. We also talked to Peter Schweitzer, who blew the lid off this uh, scandal on Biden's uh, activity. But no one seems to care. Perhaps it's because they haven't heard the story. They haven't seen it on the chalkboard. Tonight, things are heating up on blazetv.com slash Glenn, blazetv.com slash G-L-E-N-N. If you haven't joined yet, please join now. Norton has been an expert in cybersecurity for many years and uh, way ahead of their times by keeping your data secure. This time, they're launching their own VPN technology. It's a virtual private network, and they are the next big thing in privacy. Uh, This is something that every home should have, every person should have. You connect to a public Wi-Fi. You are, even if it's password protected, you are opening yourself up for all kinds of trouble. That's why you need Norton Secure VPN. It's easy to use. It encrypts all your connections, even on public Wi-Fi. So the information you send and receive is safe from cyber criminals who want to steal your private information. Not all VPNs are truly private. This one is. Norton Secure VPN does not log your online activity and app usage. It is truly a private network. Get Norton Secure VPN and enjoy the convenience of the connected world without any of the worries about online privacy or security. Just head to norton.com slash VPN. Protection starts at three thirty three a month. That's norton.com slash VPN. 10 seconds, station ID. Joe Biden stuff is amazing, isn't it? Yeah, and his uh, his polling lead is uh, seemingly, I mean, evaporated at least in one poll. He now trails Bernie Sanders twenty nine twenty four in the latest poll from Emerson, which is a good pollster, but small sample size. The dates are right in the middle of the you know the peak of this sort of controversy. So whether this is a long term thing or not, we don't know. Uh, Pete Buttigieg is up to nine percent now, is in mm. third place, and then the kind of group of 
um, other contenders, including Kamala Harris and uh, America's made their mind up on those guys. Uh, O'Rourke and uh, and uh, uh, Warren as well are right there in eight. That's in seven percent, and then everybody else follows well behind. This is a national poll, by the way. This is going to be. Uh, I'm convinced. You make a lot of I'm convinced statements about politics that you later on say you were not so convinced about or should not have been so convinced about. Yeah, I was always convinced. I was just always wrong. (laughs) Right. Yes. I mean, I'm I'm willing to admit I'm wrong. No, this is never you've never been a guy who says I can predict politics. No, I'm I'm the exact opposite of that. I can't predict politics. I have no idea. Uh, No idea. I mean, I can predict predict. I can predict uh, directions. I'm good at direction, yeah. you know, long-term direction. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just feel that uh, this race is going to be won by somebody that is not in the system. Just not in the system. Uh, and that would be a Buddha judge or someone, someone like that, that is, that's a complete outsider that when, Right now, uh, the people who are really paying attention are the people who are politically connected and politically aware. I think the the Democrats are so overplaying their hand that their um, their arrogance is going to be their undoing this time around. And, and why I say that is uh, when when you see what. AOC and Ilan Omar and all of these people are saying um, it's too far for the average Democrat, even the Democratic voter, not the ones in Washington, even the ones in Washington and the ones in Washington are sick. But they but they're the ones they're not going to get the vote because people see this game that they're playing and they're sick of it. They're sick of it. Yeah, Nancy Pelosi would love to get everything that AOC and uh, you know Elon Omar are asking for. She'd mm-hmm. love all of it. She but would. she realizes that exactly what you're saying. It's too far for a lot of America. Right. Uh, and- she's used to dealing with the entire caucus. Some people who are in purple districts where they won by one point, and mm-hmm. they can't come out and endorse socialized medicine tomorrow, even though they may very well want it. But here's the problem that um, the Democrats, because they they hated me and said everything that I said was was, you know, a conspiracy theory and stupid and whatever, that they didn't listen to the warning that I gave, not just to the American people, but I gave it more importantly to the Democrats when I talked about the coming insurrection, that book from France and it was it was written by the people who were sick of the progressives. They were the actual Marxist revolutionaries. And it started in what a surprise academia. And they were saying, you people have been in office forever and we're so close now. We want it. Just take it. You guys are only doing this for yourself. You're not you don't even believe in this. You're just doing this for your own power, and you're never going to complete the deal. You're just going to keep stringing us along. And that's why the insurrection was coming in France, which we have seen with the yellow vest. By the way, did you see the police were given permission to use live ammunition to bring down yellow vest protesters this weekend? 
Mm. Okay, things are heating up in France, and that is where it started. The real radicals that said, we want change. Now, Nancy Pelosi can say she's a progressive all she want, but progressivism was not the answer. It was a means to the end. The end was to flip us red. Not red state. No, to flip us. (laughs) totalitarian dictatorship all i'm trying Mm. to the words that didn't have the meaning that they have now there is no meaning in fact uh it was uh stuart chase that said after world war ii we just have to call this system x now because fascism communism dictatorship those are all words that have different meanings so we don't have a word we're just calling it system x so progressivism was just to put in system X, which is top down everything. We would have known it as communism or fascism or authoritarianism, statism. Nancy Pelosi doesn't realize you're not in charge anymore. You're not in charge anymore. You think you are. You thought you could use these radicals. You thought you could bring them in give them a taste of power, teach them how the system works, then let them create their own little viruses and you'd somehow be inoculated against it? You're not. No, I mean, she certainly is dismissive of them. I mean, this this video, can we play some of this? This yes. is Nancy Pelosi talking about, she gets to AOC and, and Elon Omar. Listen to how dismissive she is of them. They, I mean, at this point, the people who have held power for a long time hate uh, this group of newcomers. They are not fans. They don't like the idea that they're getting all the attention. They're getting all the media love. Listen to this from Nancy Pelosi. You yourself said that you're the only one who can unify everybody. And the question is, can you? By and large, uh, whatever orientation they came to Congress with, they know that we have to hold the center, that we have to go down the mainstream. They know that? They do. But it doesn't look like that. It looks (laughs) as if it's fractured. She likes to minimize the conflicts within her caucus between the moderates and the progressives. You have these wings, AOC and her group on one side. That's like five people. (laughs) No, it's the progressive group. It's more than five. I'm a progressive, yeah. No, 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 you're not. Well, she is. She no, is. Absolutely she is a. Uh, remember, she's actually more progressive than them. She's Pro- she's progressing slowly. They're going for the revolution. Correct. Right? She's but she sees progressivism as a destination. Mm-hmm. It's not a destination. No. It is a system to get. You. It's like I'm a train. No, no. you're. No, you're, you're, that's not a destination. That's a vehicle that delivers you from one place to another. Progressivism is to progress you to another destination. The people at the other destination are saying, your train's too slow. You're listening to Glenn Beck.
Simply Safe, 100% committed to helping you fear less at home. Simply Safe protects your home 24-7 with no hidden fees or contracts. This is why they're the fastest growing home security company in the U.S., protecting now over 3 million people. They were started by a young guy who was just trying to help his friends who rented apartment, apartments. Now they are completely monitorizing uh, the entire industry. They're exploding because they have respect for you, the customer, and they've got really great products. Simply Save Home Security, an amazing company. You don't find these kinds of American success stories very often anymore. It's a, still a small-run company with the same values they started with. System is wireless, practically invisible in your home, and you can order online. Just fear less by going to simplysafebeck.com and get my 10% discount right now. That's simplysafebeck.com. You get free shipping, free returns, 10% off right now at simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. JoinBlazeTV.com slash Glenn. You can get the Biden special. It happens tonight. Don't miss what he has been up to in China. Use the promo code Glenn. Welcome to the uh, <laughs> welcome to the program. Glad you're here. Uh, you watch Game of Thrones at all, Stu? Uh, not uh, one uh, moment. Not one in moment in my entire it. life. Really? I watched well, they're only up to a year eight. So, but not one moment in eight years. I think it would be interesting for me to just try to pick it up during this season and see if I can figure it out. Oh, <laughs> do, do, yeah, do. I I've watched fun. it. My wife has not watched it, and I wanted. And she was like, "I don't want to watch that." And it's really, it's really good. It's really good. It's dicey, I, man. The bad guys are really bad. I hear about it all the time. It's yeah. one of those things where. I had several conversations just with, you know, random people at things we were doing this weekend are just like, so are you watching Game of Thrones? Are you pumped up for so it? So what do you think it's about? What do you know about okay. it? I think it was uh, set in uh, medieval times. The restaurant? Not the restaurant. Or, okay. Not the restaurant. <laughs> the, am I right about that part of it? Uh, kind say? of, yeah. Okay. And there is a struggle over a throne of some sort. Like where, <laughs> where like... Uh, maybe a couple families are trying to uh, fight against each other to get control of something. Okay. And uh, they don't like each other. Yeah, it's an understatement. And they maybe get a little violent, and maybe there's a lot of sex and nudity, and then a, a couple of flying dragons. Those are, those are the things <laughs> I would say I know. Yes, yeah, okay. <laughs> that is the limit right. of my All knowledge right. over this. Do you know anything about winter? Just generally, or are you saying? <laughs> okay, good. All right, okay. you don't know. Have you heard anything about the wall? I, I mean, Trump talks about it a lot, yeah, but that's the okay. only thing I know about the wall. You're going to be confused. Uh, <laughs> I, you should I, watch tonight. I just jump watch. right in. It was in. on last night. Just jump right in, and then give me, tell me what you think is happening. <laughs> I have no idea. No idea. Just start. To, don't ask anybody. Don't ask anybody. Just try to understand it in a complete vacuum. In a complete vacuum. Jumping into season eight. <laughs> season eight. Last season. I gotta know. They're expecting one billion people to watch this by the end. Uh, one billion people to watch this season. That does not seem possible, but I, I guess. I mean, uh, I mean, you know, 
Aquaman made over a billion dollars, so anything's possible. No, that was, but a billion people didn't see Aquaman. <laughs> no, no, it's true. That kind of probably would hurt Aquaman if a billion people had seen <laughs> the it. The whole franchise would yeah. die. This is an amazing, this is an amazing story. I want to read the books. They're ahead of the books now. I don't This is another thing I don't understand. And yeah. this is, I will say, a little bit of knowledge I do have on this particular topic, which is, if I understand it correctly. Yeah. Dude writes a bunch of books. Mm-hmm. They're like, these books are great. We should make a movie series out of this. Mm-hmm. They start the series. Mm-hmm. He's not done with the books. Right. So now the series have caught up to the books and are now past the books. Yeah. The dude's not writing the books now. Right. He's not going Maybe. back and writing the he's books. He's really he? old. I don't know if he's going to make it, but he's um, he's advising them. He's telling them the outline of the books. So he's basically, this is a good gig. Yeah. Because he made, he, he sold all the books and made a lot of money off of that. Yeah. Then he's made a lot of money on the HBO show. And now he can just kind of like dictate. He no longer has to write the books. Yeah. He's, he's kind of like, like, I don't know. This, this one does Take that. the transcript. Take the transcript from season eight. Yeah. Write it down. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's all you have to do. Yeah. Just add a couple of extra things in there. Describe she stopped things. to smell the flowers, which were beautiful this time of year. Then back to the TV part. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great gig. It's like uh, it's the Harry Potter thing. Yeah. Right? Like she wrote so many books and they, they, she made so much money. Then she made all the movie money. And then she's like, I'm never writing another one of these. Ah, oh, surprise. Here's another one. It's related yeah. to it somehow. <laughs> Buy it. Yeah. She makes another like 50 you know, million dollars in yeah, a day. But I hear the second one was bad. What is a green, Gren, Grenwald, green, whatever that thing is. I saw the first one and I thought it was okay. And the first one is is an extension of the Harry Potter world, right? Yeah, I think it's before Harry Potter. Harry Potter's another one. I could jump in right now and have no idea what's going on. Oh, there. Harry Potter is I don't good. like any They're of They're good it. books. They're great, great books. Yeah. Movies are meh. This is the not my genre. Great. I mean, you know, the, the medieval thing violates one of my central premises of watching anything, which is, with very few exceptions, I don't watch anything before World War II. <laughs> this is set like, slightly yeah. before. <laughs> maybe well before. Uh, well, and maybe after World War II. We don't know. So we don't know. It could be don't one of those things. Could be future, could be past, don't know. It's like Star Wars seems futuristic, but then it's, you know, a long, yes. long time ago in a yes. galaxy far, far away. Right? Oh my gosh, I never caught on to that. Right. That's well, interesting. <laughs> That wasn't a, a central point to my you know what, thesis, but I'm, I'm yeah, interested to. Yes. So, you know what I find interesting is the uh, the woman who uh, plays the the blonde. She's the mother of all dragons. Okay. You're giving me free information here. I like okay. it. Okay. Well, you're going to figure out the blonde, and they're going to okay. probably say mother. She'll be riding a dragon. Okay. Okay. I'll look <laughs> so, for the blonde riding, riding, the, riding dragon. the dragon. Okay. She is. What is her name? Do you know her her real name? Um, she's an amazing actress, amazing actress. And she got this role at the last minute. Um, and, um, she has just made it her own. I think it was in season two. They just came out with this in season two, right after season, season one or two, she had a stroke. She had a major brain aneurysm. Uh, and it, it blew. How old is she? Oh, 20. Oh, wow. Nine, something like that. Amelia Clark, yeah. Oh my gosh, she's a great actress. And uh, so she had this brain aneurysm, and uh, she didn't, I mean, they didn't think that she would recover or talk, be able, she couldn't remember her own name. She was talking nonsense. She works and 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 doesn't tell anybody. And uh, she recovers enough to, to shoot the next season. 
So she shoots the next season, says it was the hardest thing because she was in so much pain and she was just trying to remember lines and not be like, and uh, pizza shoes, pizza shoes. Wow. Um, And she makes it. No, I'm just saying, wow, pizza shoes sound awesome. (laughs) It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You want to you only want to wear them in nice places because you don't want to eat them after you walk around and, you know, you can always eat the tops. But yeah, go ahead. Okay. Anyways, (laughs) never thought of that shoestring cheese write that down um so so she's uh uh, goes through the next season she gets through it she has a second brain aneurysm oh my this one they think she's gonna die and she is in the hospital in new york she they still think there's no way she's gonna be able to recover from this blah 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 massive massive brain hemorrhage she does it again and she said it was worse getting better this time. The pain was so much worse. Everything was so much worse. She does it again. And nobody knew until, I think, what, three months ago she came out with that, hmm. which is remarkable. That is remarkable. It's very difficult to recover from two brain aneurysms and hold your job in the entertainment industry. Right. No, it, but wait, wait. Not only that, she did another movie uh, in that time called uh, uh, Me Before You which I didn't recognize her at all. She didn't look like, you know, Daenerys or Daenerys or whatever her name is. Um, she, she is fantastic. She's just electric on the screen. In Me Before You, it's, she's unbelievable. So you can survive the brain aneurysm thing and As keep an your actor, job. Yes. You can't survive asking a couple of women to watch you do things to yourself and then they agree and then later complain about it. You can't keep your job as a cartoon dog if you do that. That we should we should be very clear. In case you're looking for this career path and you want to be a cartoon dog, you Why should know. put the brain aneurysm in the <laughs> same category. No, I'm just saying it's a difficult thing to come back from. Right. You can come back from the aneurysm then right. can't come back from the other thing. With as a cartoon dog. As a cartoon dog. As Louis C.K. has found out, because they are coming out with the secret life of pets too. Now, the Secret Life of Pets, if you have kids, uh, you're, they've probably seen it if they're in that age, great, uh, age range. It's, a, you know, it's, like, it's funny. It's another one of those, like, I don't know, if, is it Pixar? I don't even know. It's yeah. a Universal Pictures Illumination. Um, uh, so, you know, th- these things come out all the time. And, and your kid, of course, if they're in that age, they watch all of them. Mm-hmm. And I, you, it's interesting to me because a lot of times they'll be watching them. We're on a trip. They got the DVD going in the back of the car or something. And I just hear the voices. And so I'm always, they're always familiar and you can't quite place them out of context. Correct. And I, re- but listening to that one right away, realized it was Louis C.K., who is the voice of the lead dog in that particular uh, movie. He can no longer be a cartoon he, dog. Now he can't do that. Now I don't know what his voice had to do with his Me Too problems. I don't know if kids would be like, oh my gosh, I feel like that dog's going to do something to itself. I don't know what. <laughs> Is implied here, and would that really be unusual? That's what they do. It actually happens in these movies. Uh, But no, they've now stripped him of this role, and they're going to give it to Pat Oswalt. Pat Oswalt, which I guess he's just you know perfectly pristine in his uh, in his life. I guess Pat Oswalt. He's like he's he's, he may be verifiably nuts. Guy's had an interesting life. That's for sure. He has. Yeah. I mean, he's had tragedy in his life, but he's very viscerally 
you know, hateful towards Republicans and and stuff. And that that apparently does not keep you out of a gig like this. Although he has, and he's also at other times done very nice things for random. I mean, he's like helped fund random, like I don't know why I don't. I mean, let me speak just as a knee jerk live in social media. I don't know why I don't despise Patton Oswald, <laughs> and maybe it's because he probably despises you. Just if it makes oh, you feel no, I can guarantee he mm-hmm. does. Uh, probably because I think he's funny at times, and you know, yeah, he is. He's yeah. he's very funny, uh, and uh, and so maybe that's maybe that's what it is. But uh, but I have looked at him and thought uh, he's 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 he is maybe a little unstable, maybe a little unstable. He said, I mean, his I don't know wife tragedies. dying was a really big, crazy thing kind of out of nowhere. And that was, she was, uh, she wrote, her, her story is kind of crazy. She wrote a, a book about um, the, one of the, one of the serial killers. I, I want to say it was in California. Uh, she was writing a book about that when she died. And that's the one they just oh, found. They actually right. just uncovered through all the evidence they found and, the guy. and figured out who it was. After yeah. it was like a cold case for decades. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm butchering the story, but it's an, yeah. it's an amazing one. Um, if I tell it well, and she's so, <laughs> but yeah, and, told by someone else, <laughs> Stu. It is a great story. Wait till you hear my Game of Thrones rundown tomorrow. Right. You're gonna be like wishing for the Patton Oswalt story. <laughs> All right, our sponsor this half hour is Blinds.com. Today's the day. Today's the day. Today is the last day of their Black Friday sale. It started on Friday. Ends today on Black Monday. Black Monday isn't because it's like, you know, have to go in and and steal a TV or, you know, club somebody over the head for, you know, the the, the last remaining big screen at Walmart. Um, Black Monday is Black Monday because uh, it's tax day. I'll say, too, I mean, you know, there's people saying we're getting smaller refunds than we used to because the government hasn't borrowed your money, you know, interest free for half of the year like they usually do. This is a good thing, by the way, but people still do get refunds. And this is a great day. If you're going to get a refund today looking for a way to invest in your home, I can tell you I went with blinds.com. Great, great way to do this. This is the this is their biggest sale. Uh, It is happening right now. It ends today. Forty five percent off of everything, plus an additional five percent off if you use the promo code back so you're going to get a full 50 percent off everything but it ends tonight at midnight use the promo code back 50 percent off of everything if you use the promo code back that's tonight and today right now blind shade shutters drapes whatever you want for your house get up to 45 percent off everything but because you listen to this program it'll be 50 percent off if you use the promo code back that's promo code back at blinds.com we were just talking about the uh, new Star Wars uh, uh, trailer that came out. It's the last one of the series. And I watched it. It looked good. But I was kind of like, hmm. Yeah, I think the last one, the last Jedi being part eight of the series, hurt the series a, a decent amount. Yeah, I think Disney bought this and perhaps Marvel at exactly the wrong time. Maybe I still think they're going to make a fortune off of this. I mean, oh, yeah. I'm going to go see it. I'm going to be there opening weekend. I know, but I'm it sure. was it. I mean, it had the mystique. Star Wars it had the mystique, and now it's <laughs> it's kind of like and and I think you're right. We were just talking about the what was the last one called? The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. It should have been the Last Jedi, yeah. and it was. And when 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 Leia dies, she dies in the middle of the movie in the production in real life. In real life, she's dead. 
So why did they why why didn't they just let her float away in space? Yes, because it's it's one of those horrible scenes that horrible. ruins an entire movie. Horrible. Where she floats away into space and then somehow swims back through space to get back to the ship. And, and you're like, what? Like, what is going on? She actually died in real life. This is, I mean, you're going down this road and you're like, we're going to have her float into space and it's going to look amazing. And then you look at it and you're like, okay, this is a disaster. What do we do? Then the blessing of all blessings, the actual actress d- drops dead in real life. And they're like, well... Let's just still bring her back and we'll computer generate her face. That's what we'll do. It's like, no, make Luke live and, and, and let her just float. That's one of those just things. Her off. That's one of those things where you need a good coach just to come in. Okay. Okay. Game change. <laughs> All right. This isn't working. We're playing we're, zone. We're going we're pulling him out, <laughs> pulling her out. We're putting you in. Go. That's what, ha- that's what should have happened. I think they should have just gone to the point where after the, instead of running that scene the way they did it, they should have just said, you know what? We just don't reference Leia again. We just act like she never existed. I think you could have had The Last Jedi. (laughs) Somebody could have come up to him and said, hey, where's Princess Leia? And he just does that hand wave. Right. And Leia never existed. Leia never existed. Hey, guys, Leia never existed. (laughs) Why am I why am I talking about someone I've never heard of? I don't understand. And then it would be over. It would be over. And you'd be like, why? Why? What's that? And then they could drag it up in 20 years from now when they're making even a crappier movie for our kids. Now, it's a terrible loss to lose Carrie Fisher, who is awesome in many ways. But like to for them, like she's floating off into space. It would have Cut been a loose. good. It would have been a good ending to Cut her loose. run at, on the on the series to just let her kind of float off, and then she could come back and do the ghost thing. Right? She could do the she could do the Jacob Marley like return. <laughs> right. And she can scare everybody or tell them like, secrets you know, or whatever. Stand there, you know, by the trees with the Ewoks. So they could yeah. just they could put her next to her now. <laughs> <laughs> it would have worked. Right. It would have been fine. Instead. It would have been fine. I don't understand and what And she'd doing. be dead with uh, Harrison Ford. Yeah, they can be together, and then Luke can kind of keep going on, and at least have somebody from the old movies. I just don't understand it. Maybe, well, maybe not. Maybe not. Okay. Maybe not. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about real estate agents I trust. We are officially kind of into spring aren't we really easter is the beginning of spring prime time home buying and selling season yeah if you're looking to uh sell your home you need the right agent that's going to sell it on time and for the most amount of money you don't want to be sitting around with a home for very long now you can do it if your real estate agent knows how to really do you know how to sell homes if they are the real estate agent in your area and there is a great difference between real estate agents. It's a huge difference. Some of them are really good. Some of them are really bad. We're going to put you in touch with the right one. If you're looking to sell your home or buy a new one, realestateagentsitrust.com. They're going to find the right agent for you to sell your home fast and for the most amount of money or to go in and find the right home that you can, the right house where you can build a home in. realestateagentsitrust.com. realestateagentsitrust.com. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, it's tax day. We have the word from the New York Times. Must have killed them to admit this. Oh, most Americans are paying less in taxes. We'll give you that coming up in a second. Also, more on the Trump sanctuary city strategy, which I'm in love with. But apparently, uh, apparently some mayors and 
some Hollywood celebrities are now, I guess, standing with Donald Trump. We begin there in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I want to talk to you a little bit about X chairs. They are more like a recliner than your typical office chair. They are that comfortable. For those of us who spend our time sitting in chairs and... Uh, and working from our desk, we spend more time behind our desk than we do in bed. And it makes a huge difference, the chair that you sit in. No more sore necks or backs, just focus and productivity. You need to experience the X chair to see how different it is right now. You can go to xchairbeck.com and experience it for yourself. And send you a chair if you don't love it. No questions asked. Money back guarantee within 30 days. It's engineering. It's great styling. It's great materials. And the best thing about the chair is it's really super comfortable. Really comfortable. Try the X basic model. $100 off or as low as $28 a month with 0% financing. Order today and you'll also get a free footrest. The new X chair basic and all X chairs come with a 30 day no questions asked guarantee of complete satisfaction and free shipping. X chair on sale now for $100 off. Just go to xchairbeck.com. That's the letter X chair Beck. Dot com or call 1-844-4X-CHAIR, 1-844-4X-CHAIR or xchairbeck.com. I want to show you a, uh, a tweet that I just uh, I just posted. Um, uh, we, we've sent a picture out of share uh, in a Make America Great Again hat. Now, I hope she's safe. I hope when she's going to, you know, Waffle House or someplace there in California that she's safe wearing that red hat. And I think that's an actual photo. Uh, I was surprised to see her in the red hat. Might be two photos maybe put together. But they're both actual photos. They're both actual photos. Yes, okay. So uh, here's what she tweeted after uh, Donald Trump's, uh, you know, idea of sending, you know, people, these dreamers down to the border. Mm into places like Los Angeles. She tweeted, I understand helping struggling immigrants, but my city, Los Angeles, isn't taking care of its own. Those are all caps. So is this. What about the 50,000 plus, 50, plus citizens who live on the streets? People who live below the poverty line and are hungry, all caps. If my state can't take care of its own, many are vets, how can it take care of more? Hmm. That explains the the Trump hat, doesn't it? And it's also a very good point. It is. Hmm. Now, it is the point, I think, that we've been making Hmm. uh, on the right for a very long time. Um, It's kind of like uh, a lifeboat that if America is a lifeboat, we we take in as many as we can. But at some point, you have to row the boat away from the teeming water. Otherwise, they'll swamp the boat and everyone will be dead. Hmm. So the idea is to make sure that we have the resources. For instance, we all love socialized medicine. All of us love it. Well, we all love it now. Many of us believe that no one was dying of cancer on the streets in front of the hospital 
you know, if you had cancer, you were taken care of. If you were hemorrhaging and you walked into a hospital, they they didn't say, I'm sorry, I need to see your insurance card first. You're hemorrhaging. But this new idea of everybody can have free health care, that's wonderful. Unless you let everybody in. For instance, in my house, now it may be different in your house, everybody eats for free. I don't charge my kids for breakfast. I, I just don't do it. Now, I know that makes me a weirdo. But I don't do it for lunch or dinner or snacks. I don't say to them, uh, by the way, uh, you didn't pay your bill last night for dinner. I don't do that. But the reason why I don't do that is because my family lives in the house. And occasionally we will share it with friends or neighbors and they will come in and they'll have dinner. But they're by invitation. And because we run our house and our food this way, we have extra money to where we can go down and we do and give our money to soup kitchens or those in need. However, if I just opened up the doors and anyone could come into my kitchen, come into my pantry and fix up a bowl of whatever it is, I wouldn't have enough for my family. And I'd have a constant struggle between chaos and going broke. And I wouldn't be able to make it to the soup kitchen. Now, just take that idea, Cher, and you understand what you're saying is the same thing I'm saying at the home level. You're saying it at the city level. But you know what's crazy? Go up one more level. State level, it works. Go up one more level the country level it still works isn't that crazy so all you have to do is just think a little bigger now i i know that's easy for you to do because you're the woman who said no damn it i'm gonna have 25 costume changes in one show and you did it (laughs) so you're a big thinker now think that one through, Cher. You get that uh, the idea occasionally that the the partisan sort of picking teams thing is so bad that the people making the arguments don't even realize what side they're supposed to be on. Well, this is this is crazy because this is so bla- this is what we're saying about the country. Yeah. We're saying, look how tell me about poverty. Tell me about poverty. Tell me about joblessness homelessness yeah why does your state have such a problem with homelessness why is that a lot of it has to do with illegals coming in you're overrun by illegals now there's nothing wrong with people who want to come in and work but you can't just have everyone come in without knowing who they are not everybody wants to work some people just want a better life on the streets here than they have there. She's articulating the conservative point here. Exactly right. And I, part of it is, I think, you know, people on the left in particular are so locked into some things that they think are uh, automatically true 
like, you know, uh, Republicans are racist and rich people are evil and we should you know, judge people by the color of their skin and not the content of their character. There's certain things that are kind of fundamental to the belief of being on the left. So if you were to if your belief is, well, Republicans don't want illegal immigrants because they don't like Mexicans. This might be a good point to you. Right. You might say, well, yeah, we can't do these things. We, we, you know, we're going to get over our system's going to be overwhelmed. We want to help, but we can't do everything for everybody because they're dismissing the actual arguments we're making i remember talking to a guy a guy a long time ago who he said he was pro-choice and i was like you know you don't seem like you know because his other views seem to be generally speaking like middle of the road maybe mm-hmm. leaning conservative mm-hmm. and i said well what's your you know why what's your viewpoint like you're, you say you're pro-choice like what why is that and we were talking for a while and after a while he just said you know i just can't I can't get to the idea that Republicans are just like, I don't, I mean, if someone is raped or they're, you know, they have, there's incest or abuse, like, I can't, I can't tell that person they can't abort their kid. And I'm like, well, first of all, we'll, we'll get into that detail a little bit later. There's some, mm-hmm. there's some quibbles I would have with that. But do you do realize you're currently describing George W. Bush's position on, on abortion? Like, that's what George Bush says. He says rape and in- incest exclu- uh, exceptions, no abortion outside of that. Like you, people don't even realize the terms they're applying to things. They think they're on other sides. And we've seen this a lot recently, and it's not just a disease of the left, but people so consistently vilify ideology as if it's something bad. Ideology is a collection of viewpoints that are coherent together. That's what it is. Okay. If you're believing things that make no sense with each other, then you might not have an ideology and you might say, well, I'm just pragmatic and I'm getting things done. And I'm just doing the best thing. But if they don't work together, then you're making gigantic mistakes and you probably don't know and what you, you're talking about right, on a lot of issues. And you don't know why. Yeah. You should have an ideology. Everyone should have an ideology. You could make the argument. It should be a, uh, a, a qualifying uh, instance. You must have an ideology to vote. Because if you're just going in there with absolutely no coherent thought about these things, you haven't taken enough time to noodle it to really understand the things you're voting for. The idea that someone comes in and says, well, you know what? This feels pragmatically good today is a terrible way to run a country. You know, you should have competing ideologies, groups of views. We always think of these things of like, well... Uh, you know, the left wants to do X and, and why don't we do that? Well, because we believe, exe- you know, excessive government, increased government is bad for people. And there's a reason for that. And here's the ideology that underlies it. Instead, what we get are people who are like, well, in this instance, I want that thing. Mm-hmm. The government is giving me something that I want. So therefore, I will support that thing. And then next time when it's someone else that I don't know and I don't want that to give my money to them. Well, then I'll oppose it. Well, th- that's not a coherent way to, w- run, to run a country. You have to think of these things in, in a principled way, that's in an ideo- ideological way. This is why feelings don't matter. It doesn't matter it, it, because what happens is, well, I feel for this person, but I don't feel anything for that person. So I'm going to help that person and not that person. And it's not just I'm going to help. That's fine. You want to run your life on feelings. That's fine. But you can't run a country on feelings. You can't run a system of anything on feelings because why did you pick that person? Well, because I felt I felt like that person really needed it. And I don't really like that person over there. That's racism. Uh, uh, sexism yeah. that's just an ism of some sort right and no one makes that 
and I wouldn't say no one, but most people don't make that a, 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 a an obvious thought. They don't no. think it's it's a subconscious thing. Like, right. Well, it's you know, it's it's not that you don't like the people. It's just that you know, that doesn't seem like a, a central interest to you, and you mm-hmm. see the impact of this other policy, and you like the fact that it's coming to you, or you or you like the fact that it's coming to someone you know or care about. You know, we do this with this happens with sports teams all the time. It's like I am the biggest sports fan in the world, and I love it. But the the proper amount that government should give to sports franchises to build their stadiums is zero dollars per year, and zero dollars forever. I mean, I, yes, would I be like, I, you know, if, if the Philadelphia Eagles had to move out of Philadelphia, do you know what the percentage of conservatives who would support government money going to the Eagles that were Philadelphia Eagles fans? Like a hundred percent. It would be almost every single person who would not want government money to go to other things would be like, well, I don't want the Eagles leaving town, of course. Well, you know what? The government should not be making the decision whether the Eagles leave town or not. You know, I mean, that's not the way that that's supposed to work. Fundamentally, the amounts spent on sports, including, by the way, the Special Olympics by the government should be zero dollars. Zero dollars. The Special Olympics are a fantastic event and we can't say enough good things about them. However, the government should not be funding sports events. That is not the role of the government. Wow. And if you don't have an ideology, wow. you don't get that. to these places. You just say, well, I like the Special Olympics, <laughs> and I like the fact that it does good things, which it does. It's almost like what Stu is saying is uh, the government shouldn't be responsible for the general welfare. It should just promote mm. the general welfare. Huh. That's a weird way you put that. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Uh, relief factor. If you're in constant pain, you're not alone. And I know because I was in massive pain, have been for years. I feel better than I have felt in six years, and it's getting better and better every day. Heather from Louisiana wrote in, I love Relief Factor. I can tell the difference when I don't use it. I have been a loyal customer for the for the last two years, um, and I've shared packets with a fellow police officer. We work out together, and we always are talking about ways to stay pain-free. Thank you for this wonderful product, Relief Factor. 100% drug-free, created by doctors. Take the three-week quick start. You take it breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You take it every day, consistently, 30 days. You're going to see a difference because your body will not be as inflamed. Your pain level should go down. Works for 70% of the people who try it. Go on to order more month after month because it does work. If you want a free and natural way to ease your pain and get your life back, I want you to go to Relief Factor right now. Try their three-week quick start, relieffactor.com. We pause for 10 seconds, station ID. Okay, so another one uh, that I had to tweet out in the red hat was Cory Booker. Now, I was surprised to see him. He's running against Trump. Yeah, this is going to burn him if he wins the nomination, the fact that he's wearing this MAGA hat. Yeah. Now, he said he that Donald Trump is only trying to pit Americans against each other. And it makes us left. Uh, sorry, it makes us less safe by threatening to release undocumented immigrants on the border into sanctuary cities. Mm-hmm. Why would it? Why like, would it be less safe? You're acting as if these people could be a problem to what the country. What a racist! Well, I mean, he's a big Trump supporter. You see with a hat, so you'd understand <clears throat> where that comes from. Wow, Cory Booker. I, that's going to hurt him in the primary. You know, when you're looking for to find a candidate to defeat Donald Trump, you don't pick one that is telling you 
the fundamental basis of his position on immigration that sanctuary cities and everywhere is less safe why would they be if you release undocumented immigrants from the border into the sanctuary cities oh my gosh Uh, it's what donald trump says he's saying he doesn't want mexicans in these cities that's what he's saying that's what he's saying that's Mm -hmm. what i'm hearing you can hear him say racist look at his eyes they're very large and bulging it tells the the story i'm spartacus and i don't like mexicans build the wall (laughs) wow 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 that's what that red hat does to you does you put that on and all of a sudden you build a wall and kill everybody <laughs> south of the border uh i'm surprised at Cher and cory booker uh that they would say these things uh, now the, the 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 interesting thing here about cory booker is he is talking about how um donald trump is pitting americans against each other and using fear could we please play the full cory booker uh statement he likes to create friction sometimes to jumpstart, he says, a Congress that's not acting. You say friction, I say he's trying to pit Americans against each other and make us less safe because what you're seeing now... So you take the threat seriously? I, I, I take this. He is injecting fear into our country. And so if he was looking to solve a problem, he wouldn't be doing things to divide this country against itself. I, be, beware of any anybody that's trying to tell you to be afraid in the strongest country in the world as opposed to showing our strength and our courage by pulling people together to find common sense solutions to solve this problem stop for just a second so i think what i hear cory booker say here is be afraid of anyone who tells you be afraid Mm -hmm. (laughs) and always no never say never but always use always i think that's what i'm hearing him say yeah, I mean, I, I find this whole approach fascinating. Right now, they're doing this thing with Ilan Omar, where they're saying, oh, she's getting all these death threats, and, and things are terrible for her, because the president tweeted out a video of her comments, where she said, 9-11. Using her words. Yes. So, and where she said, uh, some people did something on 9-11, and then they show highlights, uh, or, you know, whatever, I don't know what you call them, low lights of 9-11. And then uh, we're supposed to sit here and and uh, and believe that she's getting lots of death threats because of that. Now, first of all, every single congressman, I'm sure, receives death threats. Ask Steve Scalise if he's ever received a death threat, perhaps one at the end of a barrel of a gun at a softball field. Ask them. Ask Ask anybody who was on that field, 10% of the elected Republicans in Washington, if they've ever had death threats before as they were hiding in a dugout from a Bernie Sanders volunteer. So I get the idea that this is true and it's terrible. Obviously, it shouldn't be true. People do get death threats, and I'm sure she's had them just like everybody else. But the idea that you can sit here and say, because Donald Trump tweeted a video about Ilan Omar, she's getting death threats, and we should all worry about that. When all you do all day is say <laughs> that Donald Trump is destroying the country beyond that. No, no. When it comes to global warming, you're saying he's destroying the globe. No, but wait. But wait. There's more. He's also... Being very divisive by dividing the country. Yes. And you should never divide the country. You should never be so divisive. That's why you have to pick sides against Donald Trump. That's why you have to pick sides. That's why, you know, that's the way white people will do you. That's why this group of racists over here against this good well, group of people over here. You have to understand, Glenn, to some people, they're clinging to their God and their guns. 
exactly. Uh, right. I mean, they will. Of they course, will. it's hypocr- hypocrisy. But I mean, there is whether you like Donald Trump or not, whether he's your favorite person or not, there is no person on earth as consistently vilified in 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 the American media than, than Donald Trump. I mean, there's just no question about it. Every day. Show after show after show after show is just saying how racist he is, how divisive he is, how he's destroying the world with global warming, how he's stealing money from poor people and giving it to rich people. We should go over the tax thing today. I mean, all of these things are said about him all the time. And then you're going to come out and say his tweet is the thing that's responsible for death threats. Can you imagine what the Secret Service is dealing with when it comes to death threats of the president of the United States right now? I mean, it is so disconnected from reality you're on television bashing this guy every day and saying horrible things about him and then trying to make the case that this one representative is in danger because of a tweet and people are smarter than this are they which, they I are hope so they are i hope I'll, so i'll show you what's coming in just a second and the new york times on taxes next you're listening to glenn beck Stu! Yes, Glenn! Stu, today is the day! Today's the day. It's the last day! Blinds.com! We should have a marching band or something. Mm. It's Black Monday. The Black Friday, Black Saturday, Sunday, and Monday sale is going on. Today is the last day of this. Today, 45% off everything for just any schlub that just happens to come by Blinds.com. But you, you not a schlub... You get an extra 5%. So now that makes it, if you use the promo code Glenn, 50% off everything site-wide. And if you're getting a tax rebate today, uh, you may very well be able to get double the stuff that you want for your house. I mean, it makes a huge difference. And we're getting into a uh, house selling season. But, you know, it's, it's more than just selling your house and improving it with, with Blinds.com. It's also about enjoying your house if you live there. Amen. You're not going to get half off at the crack house today. No, no. Half, I don't know what. You're going to get half off, and what a great way to invest your money uh, back into your house. Half off everything. Blinds.com. Use the promo code BECK. Blinds.com. Today only. Last day of this sale. 50% off. Promo code BECK. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Get the details on the Biden special tonight. If you use the promo code Glenn, you'll get $10 off the site and also 50% off your current crack purchases. Uh, it's amazing how things are changing. This is a Glenn Beck program. Uh, I think the um, the average Democrat has moved beyond the Nancy Pelosi's and the Chuck Schumer's and the, the Bill Clinton's evidence. Upper West Side Beacon Theater. It's right there. It's a great theater. Uh, Bill Clinton is doing a speaking tour. Uh, his tickets uh, mainly unsold. Mm. Uh, lots of empty seats at the Beacon Theater. He, that's, I mean, that's not he, a big theater. I mean, not a big theater, and where he should be raking uh, ticket sales in. I mean, can if, you think of a better place? No. If you if you were going to plant one Clinton event in America, you might put it in the Beacon Theater. Correct. And uh, and they they had a hard time selling the tickets. Uh, seats uh, got down to like nineteen dollars. Uh, mm. To hear him, he was heckled during it. I mean, it's less than three thousand people uh, for, as a capacity. Yeah, it's. I mean, this is this is interesting to see this go. Um, Nancy Pelosi thinks she can put the genie back in the bottle. She was kind of, um, uh, you know, uh, dis- very very dismissive on sixty minutes of 
AOC saying there's only five followers of hers. That's not going to sit well. There's a war brewing inside of the Democratic Party. We'll talk to you about it a little bit more on tomorrow's uh, uh, broadcast. You don't want to miss that. But uh, there is a there's a war that is brewing uh, inside. And will Joe Biden be able to survive? I don't know. Tonight, we show you part two of the scandals that you really need to pay attention to. He's got so many scandals in his past and all the stuff about the photos. They're not important. What is important is our national security. And today we'll show you the deals that he made with China that are hair raising, Mm. hair raising. Five o'clock tonight on blazetv.com. Uh, slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn to sign up. Also, today is Charity Day. Uh, today, you're probably feeling your most charitable. Right. This is how you support other people. You, mm-hmm. you pay your taxes. I, I bet you're feeling exciting about it. Uh, yeah, feeling about not it. only charitable, but strangely charitable and so very patriotic. Yes. Super patriotic. This is yes. basically July 4th, part two. Mm-hmm. And I hope you're feeling that way today. Mm-hmm. I know I am. When, mm-hmm. the, when the federal government comes into my account, just sucks out a big chunk of it today love it excited about it love it almost as much as i love it when they they take it as when i read about how they wasted it yeah that's really fun too love that when you realize and they're like oh when nancy pelosi says there's there's just no scraps left in the cupboard Mm. we can't cut anymore Mm. and you get these you know what was the you had one the other day like it was like several billion dollars in just fault like mistaken payments to people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was yeah. it on the college thing? Was it? Uh, uh, yeah, no, it was on the Pell Grants. Yeah, Pell Grants. Pell Grants. They just, they just, ah, just sometimes they, they screw it up. Pay it, and you've already paid it. Ah, uh, pay it again. And, and no every once deal. in a while, you like to stop and think about it when they say, like, oh, yeah, they made a, let's say, a, a $10 million mistake, a minor mistake when it comes to the, to the government of the United States. Uh, they made $10 million payment to someone who didn't deserve it or it just disappeared or whatever. And you stop and think about it, and that is going to be more money in taxes than you will pay in your entire life, plus probably everybody you know, every dollar they will pay in their entire life. And that's that little kicker story that doesn't even, it's not even on the front page of the paper if there was one. I don't know if they print them anymore, but it's like the inner, like you're in the little tiny little section of like the hill.com, like, you know, several clicks in and they'll be like, oh yeah, they wasted $10 million on this. That's everything you'll work for for your whole life plus a lot. And that is like, when you think about it, how just depressing that is. These little mistakes, these little stories we bring up are real people's life's work going down the drain for nothing. Nothing. You could have every tax dollar you've ever put in back, plus all the tax dollars of everybody that you know back, and then some if they hadn't made that one mistake. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and we blow it off. all the time. We don't we even blow we, it off. Barely even worth the mention. I mean, you think they every year they release that uh, government waste report Republicans mm-hmm. do that show all the quirky things that they've spent money on. You know, they spent five hundred thousand dollars on this story to see if snails can fly, and like it's all this weird stuff. And you're like, oh, that's a funny, that's a funny kicker story that day. Those are people's life's work going down the drain over and over and over again every year, and nobody notices. I mean, you want to know how bad taxes are. And I think it's, it's, we're at the point where we need to start making these arguments and making them more profound. Because, I mean, listen, listen to this. This is the New York Times today. 
Um, and I just, I just, just did this just a second ago. Now that I, as I'm talking about this, listen, this says the gap between perception and reality on the tax cut appears to flow from a sustained and misleading effort by liberal opponents of the law to brand it as a broad middle tax tax uh, middle class tax increase. This wait is the minute, New minute, York Times telling you <laughs> this. This is the Times. Yes. They are telling you that it was a misleading effort by liberals that make people not understand this. A we're seeing, long sustained. Yeah. We're seeing now uh, polls as low as 17% of people believe they got a tax cut when the real number is well north of 60 uh, and probably even higher than that. We don't know how the final numbers yet. They say the effort began in the fall of 2017 when Republicans prepared uh, a, a, their first draft of this tax bill. And one tax policy center, the Independent Tax Policy Center, predicted it could raise taxes on nearly a third of middle class taxpayers. Now, that's not the bill that passed. It continued through Trump's signing of the law, even though the group's model showed the same group that initially said it would raise taxes on people. The group's model showed that the revised bill would raise taxes on relatively few in the middle class. After the law went to effect, Democrats played down those estimates and instead highlighted projections that most Americans' taxes are set to increase in 2026 after the individual tax cuts are scheduled to expire. So they're saying your so taxes dishonest. are going to go up so after dishonest. the tax cuts go away, which of course is true. This is, but that's them. That's their tax. Those their, their tax rates, which are higher. This is the amazing thing about the New York Times. At times, they tell the absolute truth. Yeah. At times, they'll they, now they'll disagree with what they just printed in the op-ed. Yes, you know the op-ed I mean? will tell the, exi- the all exact these lies opposite. will be echoed a hundred times yes. in, by all of their op-ed columns. Correct. Say but, just a couple. But sometimes they do great reporting. It's such a weird thing. If you are really, truly just being a hack for the left, how does this person survive? Yeah. It's a mix. I mean, I th- and yeah. I think that's impo- that is important to note. It is. I mean, a lot of times when we're talking about real conservative arguments, you know, the basis for that, the source of that reliable information is the New York Times. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's great to go to the left and say, uh, this is the New York Times I'm showing you. This is them saying it. Not me. Not in National Review. Not The Blaze. Not Breitbart. Here it is. Right here. New York Times. Uh, they say now that three quarters of Democrats say they did not think they got a tax cut uh, from the law. And the overall uh, share of Americans who said that they got a tax cut just rose slightly since the initial uh, argument. Experts are divided on whether the tax, law, ca- uh, tax cut law was a good idea, but there is little disagreement on this core point. Most people got a tax cut. The Tax Policy Center estimates that 65% of people paid less under the law and only 6% paid more. The Joint Committee on Taxation, Congress's nonpartisan team of tax analysts, found that every income group would see a tax cut on average. So did the Institute of Taxation on Economic Policy, which is a left-leaning think tank. They went even further. They said every income group in every state would pay less on average. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, And what's interesting about that is people aren't realizing these tax cuts uh, because they say a relatively small amount. Um, Some people got about $780, the middle, the middle, uh, middle class. And they say, well, you know, $780 is nice. So you'd like to get $780. But, you know, it was a few dollars in bi-weekly checks. And I think, and I just said this myself, I'm mad that I'm paying a giant chunk today. I have a giant tax bill to pay today, unfortunately. 
But the truth is, I should be happy about that because my money was in my hands for longer. I was able to invest it. I was able to hold on to it. I was able to make interest. I did not make an interest-free loan to the government. You know, what's crazy is we use the federal government as a bank. Yeah. And it's the worst bank ever. And we do the same thing with Social Security. It's right. the same idea. We, we, we look at the federal government as a bank and we hope we get a tax return. Well, you're getting the money you paid in, but you're not saving. You're not getting any interest on that. So they're not paying you interest. No. So you could have put that same amount in the bank and said, I'm going to take less every month. And I'm going to put it in the bank so it can earn interest. I'm going to put it in a CD. I'm going to put it in something safe, but it'll at least get 5% interest. And then come tax day, I will take that money and I'll cash it out and I'll pay exactly how much I need to pay. Instead, we don't do that. We let the government take all of our money. And then when they give us a year later after holding it and using it, then they give it back to us without any interest, and we celebrate. Yeah. Like it's a gift. Like the whole thing is a gift. Like I didn't know I had any of that. Yeah. I think it's it insane. I want to say it was H&R Block last year that did an ad campaign about like it's tax refund day. Like there's this great holiday. It's like it's not a holiday. They've been stealing your money for a year. Uh, I mean, this is, we've been saying this point for how long? I mean, legitimately 30 years. Reagan. Reagan said it. He said, if you at the end of the year, if people had to just write a check, uh, then this would be totally different. Why don't we push for that as actual policy? Why We always talk about it. We always mention it. I don't know. You know, it, because... Make we, it quarterly checks or, or monthly checks oh, or it whatever it is. Every time if, you get a paycheck. Every time you get a paycheck, it's not withheld. You have to write it out. Write a check and send it in. You have to write a check. It's automatically, you know, yep. you, you got to be able... To, there has to be some action taken because it's just like your point with immigration. If we take all the sanctuary cities and take illegal immigrants and spread them out across there will be some impact to these cities but most people might not notice the big mm-hmm, impact mm-hmm. if you do it with a bunch of buses and they all arrive at the same time and you plop them down and everyone's going to notice you do it with a lot of fanfare this is what this is it's fanfare make people notice what they're doing make people accountable to uh, you know to 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 the actual people and the money that they're spending because people don't realize it You know, we say this This with with health insurance, too. People don't know what the prices are. This is why they developed this system. Mm -hmm. They developed this system because they knew you would revolt if you actually had to do it yourself. So they've made it. what, 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 What thing does the government make easy for you? The government make anything no, easy for you? You can't get a. I mean, it's impossible to do almost anything almost when it comes to anything, government. Almost anything. Except, okay. except give them your tax dollars. They will take those tax dollars. Now, at the end of the year, it's a pain in the ass. But that's to get your money back a lot of times. Correct. <laughs> but to pay your taxes every single paycheck, the, oh, they make that so easy. And they take that burden away from you. Thank you so much for yeah. that. Well, next uh, weekend is Easter, which spring is on the way, man. And this is the time where people sell their house or buy a new house. So if you're looking to sell or you're looking to buy, realestateagentsitrust.com. Now, this isn't just for selling your house. Let's say you're being transferred or you're moving to another state. And if you're moving from California, Texas sucks man you should not move here i'll tell you that if you're moving from california but that's just me um real estate agents i trust.com 
will help you find the right neighborhood. So if you're moving in from California to, say, to Texas, they might find that beautiful, perfect neighborhood in Oklahoma City. And uh, and it's right across the border, so you're really close. But it's much better there, I'm sure. The real estate agent that will help you find a house is going to be the one that will help find the right house that you can make into a home. If you're selling your home, realestateagentsitrust.com, know your area. We'll find the best person in your area to help sell your home fast, on time, for the most amount of money. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. Last week, I took you through several examples of uh, how Joe Biden apparently helped his close family members secure amazing business deals uh, while he was uh, vice president. One of those included Joe Biden's younger brother, James. Uh, He became an executive of a uh, new construction company. Now, what's weird about this construction company is, uh, you know, when they when they hired the brother of the vice president um, and he became an executive, he had. uh, Well, I was going to say years and years experience with uh, construction, but he actually had zero. He had zero experience with construction. Uh, And then right after this brand new company comes together and James Biden is is part of this construction company. They surprise, surprise, managed to snag a one point five billion dollar contract from the U.S. government. Isn't that weird? You'd think that the United States government would look for somebody who had experience, not a new company that's not done anything but an experienced company that hired people on their board that had experience. But no, no, that's not what we were looking for. We wanted one that had connections to a vice presidential uh, family member. So that's just the son, or I'm sorry, that's just the brother. We told you last week about Hunter, which is the son tonight, more on Hunter Biden uh, and the deals that he has made with uh with china that are unbelievable here he is this guy who just starts his own company kind of like boy this family's amazing kind of like the uncle that had no experience at all zero experience uh in construction his son also has zero experience he starts a new uh company and he gets an economic deal from china that not even the experts at goldman sachs could get that shows how good he was. They made the right move. Wow. Good pick. Yeah. Wait until you see it tonight. By the way, one of one of the New York Times called James Biden, the brother of the vice president, and said, hey, what about this guy? He said, I have nothing to say. This is a quote. I have nothing to say. I don't want to be dragged into this anymore. Dragged into what? Dragged into what? Tonight. You'll see only on the blaze tv.com slash Glenn promo code Glenn. You're listening to Glenn Beck.